Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! Villa scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beta male. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello. This is Under the Floodlights Season 2 with me, Bailey Hutchison, and my co-host Chris Ringland. We get our first draws of the season. Dings and Mings combined for an early goal of the season contender. Pundits are able to waste our time with Anfield atmosphere cliches rather than tactics again. Man City get their first 5-0 win of the season, Man United remain unbeaten on the road, London remains blue, and how on earth have Everton managed to sign Damari Gray for just £1.5 million? Pounds? All this and more on this week's show, which based on social media numbers this week is now a Brentford show. Chris, uh, how are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very good. Um, I also was highly confused about Damari Gray's price tag. Um and also, um, yes, that was, I don't know whether it was unfortunate or not that we have accidentally become a Brentford podcast, but uh, <laughs> it seems we can't do anything about it. So, I think we just we just have to embrace it. Now we're a Brentford show, Thomas Frank's the best manager in the world, and it's the yes. best club in the world. I think we just roll Absolutely. with it. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, let's keep going with it. Absolutely. Uh, I think a good place to start is, just to, before we start getting into Premier League nonsense here, uh, Marseille-Nice, Sunday night. <laughs> Chris, what did you make of this? I mean, that's not. Where, I mean, no, that's not where we expected to begin, but it's unfortunately where we have to begin. Um, yeah, yeah, never seen anything yes. like it. So I understand this is a derby because you got the nice coastal part of France. You have got Nice and you have got Marseille. Now, as a West Ham fan, I have a bit of a complicated relationship with Dimitri Payet. But <laughs> as as time continues to pass, I guess I can love him all the more. Although I'm not really sure. Payet was, I think, he was taking a corner. Yep. And uh, had a had a bottle thrown at him by some some Nice fans, and I think eighteen months of no fans had kind of thought, well, you know, shouldn't have a bottle thrown at me, so he he chucks it back, um, and then it absolutely, you know, all the stewards, all that they're paid for, absolutely didn't do their job, and there was like a pitch invasion and a scrap of all the fans, and the Marseille manager had to be like held back. Yeah, um, that Marseille manager's a loose cannon. Yes, he he used to manage Chile, San Paoli, and Argentina. Yeah, because I remember him in the World Cup. Yeah, guy's a nut job. So he is absolute <laughs> nut job. This reminded me of there's a there's a famous NBA incident, the Malice at the Palace, where yep. as soon as the players react and the fans spill on the you can't control that. As soon as Pai throws the bottle back, you're like, yeah, this is there's trouble coming here. And then you see the oh. advertising board kind of just give way to the number of fans. And then yeah. there was sort of an awkward moment where like some of the fans got onto the pitch and didn't know what to do, so started to run back. <laughs> and then other fans went too far. And I, there was two of the Marseille players I saw with like strangle marks around their neck. Uh, one of them was Gwen Doozy from Arsenal, I think. Yeah, yeah. almost like, couldn't believe what, what it was seeing there. And as you say, we're we're two weeks in, 
and clearly the French League's the place to watch. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so it is, but yeah, from yeah. one one club where fans went too far to one club where fans just didn't bother showing up this weekend, uh, Man City North, Chris. Uh, Man City's first yeah. 5-0 of the season. I think it's fair to say this was not a shock result at all. Uh, no, and we'll we'll get to to Norwich in a second. But I have to say, uh, Manchester City absolute disgrace in terms of how they they handled this. Um, no full capacity mm. um, in in the Etihad, and the introduction. No, actually, I was I was a bit annoyed because I, I realised the Wolves did the exact same thing, so I can't just rent City for it. But they have introduced the double advertising board. So I, I alas, didn't notice this. Uh, it's, well, well, Bailey. So. As if advertising boards, you know, weren't enough to kind of entice us to buy products for people who are willing to pay Man City to see them. Uh, at the Etihad, they've they've now built one on top of the other, which means <laughs> that the new the, the the limits are endless for advertising yep. companies to be creative in their graphics to distract you even further, and the fans being further away from the action. Um, so I think it just proves again to say that are Man City a real club? Yeah, Man City, yeah, it's all a bit manufactured at times, isn't it? It is all very, like, PlayStation-y, Amazon mm. documentary sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah. Good, good to know. Double advertising boards, we can now get more, like, crypto adverts and betting companies from Asia. Like, that's... Absolutely. That's exactly uh, who was uh, Who was it the other one the other day? I mean, the betting adverts are getting absolutely ridiculous. It was, I think it was Ladbrokes or something, and it was, like, the advert, like, just before, you know, the classic, just before the game, mm. to get it in your head. But, like, the whole advert was about, oh, don't bet and take take breaks, but act, but still bet. And you're just you're just like, he's like you know get a grip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're just like quickly on the topic of gambling. There, I did notice this season. Wow, one change in gambling is you can like bet unexpected goals markets. Oh, surely not. Which, <laughs> but, but it's like it's but it's like a it's like a one point number. How could you? Uh, what? Yeah, it's too much for me. Even I looked at it being like. <laughs> Paddy Power have gone too far here. So. <laughs> Some serious mathematicians to do that. <laughs> but yeah, right, so on to the football, uh, Man City will get another three or four of this kind of result this season. I think the Norts left back, uh, Janulus. Yeah, Janulus. One of the worst afternoons of this boy's life. He was just getting caught open by the same ball over and over again. It was horrendous watching. Um, so I. So the second that Norwich got promoted last season, I knew this was going to happen. I knew day as day two, day two of the Premier League, like some of the defending in this, like it doesn't matter that it's Man City. Yeah. Like they're like their defensive line, defensive like they're like they're in the Premier League. And the the worst part about it actually, um, Daniel Farkas says in the interview after, "Oh well, I'm a bit annoyed because we worked on this all week." And you're like, what, what have you worked what? on? Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like that's been the problem position. Every player in this Man City squad costs at least fifty million pounds. Yeah, and the, the the only part of it that I could defend Norwich in was that young young Max Ahrens, who famously um, Norwich turned down Barcelona to buy when they got relegated, <laughs> uh, the fullback. Um, but yeah, I think he does have a lot of potential. He was. He was very angry at a couple of the goals going in, so that was that was good to see. But a bit of bit of fight, you know. Well, I said last week between Norwich and Barcelona, I know where I'd rather be. Or it wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't be with the Catalans anyway. So is, uh, uh, Jack Grealish, first goal for Man City, Chris. What do you make? Oh, uh, oh yeah, Belter. Ach, yeah, Ach, yeah, he's a good player. Isn't he? yeah, <laughs> like, 
Yeah, no, no, I, I, I love Grealish, and I'm getting glad, glad for him. I, I thought it was weird as well. Well, not weird, but uh, I don't know if you noticed. Billy Pep played all the players who are apparently leaving. Yeah, um, which is really like, Silver, it's, it's thrown a real spanner in the works for like my fantasy football teams. You can never trust Man City in your fantasy football team. You never can. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'm watching City at the weekend, seeing Bernardo Silva there. I've been told if they get an offer, they'll sell him. Uh, same with Eric Laporte, who also scored. It's like what? What am I supposed to do here, <laughs> yeah. Pep? Should I put Laporte into my team, get a clean sheet every other week, and potentially a yeah. goal, or are you not going to play him? And the second a sixty million pound bid comes in, is he out? This guy absolutely kills me. Uh, but as you said, yeah. again, just wait, Norwich. Do you reckon they're down? Uh, it's it's week two, um, and we did um, do this to Fulham last season, where we said early on Fulham are down, and Fulham had a decent run towards the end of things. But Norwich this weekend and last, they've obviously played two of the top sort of three or four teams in the country. Uh, but I, I just I don't like, gotta do that. And like, but the and the sold Buendia to um, Villa. Villa, yeah. I, 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 I would say yes. Norwich are down. I, and I just, it's the fact they always gurn about having no money and all this kind of thing. Mm. And like, but they've got promoted to the Premier League twice in three seasons. So I, I don't understand how they could have no money, you know, at all. Because um, it's not like Newcastle, you know. So I, I, I would say they're they're. They're, yes, they played Liverpool and City, but I would say they're down. <laughs> well, I think one thing that showed how much Norwich were all over was just the complete lack of attempts going forward. I was looking one shot all game, and not yeah. even on target. What just one attempt? This yes, is the Premier League. Give it a go. Yeah. I think there was like, was it Rish, Rishicha or Rishika? Yep. I think yep. one of the new players. There was something like he. Like the way that he tried to win a free kick or something, and like the, the not playing, like it was just we're two games into your promotion. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm not a fan. This, yeah, it's a, it's a team I'm looking at, being like, right, when's when's Norwich on the fixture list? Because I'm buzzing to play them. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Chris, don't know if you've seen this game. Real, real nice some things moment. Uh, Fernandinho son uh, as a Man City ball boy, just great to see, isn't it? <sighs> I, 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 I'm conflicted about it because it's a bit of you know like oh dad gets you in type thing but <laughs> but, but, but but it's, it's alright yeah sure yeah I just want to know like what what ways this kid be taught the game of football like I don't imagine this kid's right. being coached in the same mm. way others at his age group have been mm. like I imagine it's all like very positive football it's all about you know one touch passes at his level and he's mm. going home and just his dad's chirping him being like that's not the way we play in this house i want to see boys <laughs> chop down here <laughs> I, I, indeed and uh, i also th- i think that this is possibly the second time we've seen fernandinho's son because i'm pretty sure in the man city documentary we see uh, his birthday party possibly um when fernandinho gets the folks around oh yes i do remember that now you say <laughs> crack crack and house this kids coming up in yeah. <laughs> well well indeed <laughs> very different than imagine what his dad came up in like i imagine that's one of those culture things of fernandinho yeah. imagine that's why he's so ruthless but i can like 100 percent see i don't know what age this kid is but i imagine a couple of years time if he's still being ball boy i can 100 percent see another eden hazard situation coming well, absolutely. Where if Man City and say a Champions League semi final are one 0 up and don't want to give the ball back, I can see this kid getting over that ball and forcing someone to give him a boot. Hundred percent, 
hundred <laughs> percent will happen. <laughs> so you wanted to start this week with uh, talking about teams that are in trouble. So uh, I think one that look in trouble, but we'll probably argue that they aren't. Uh, Burnley. Burnley lost two 0 to Liverpool uh, this weekend. Mm. What do you make of Burnley this weekend, Chris? I, I quite I, Burnley. Or Burnley. I, I loved how um, I loved how Klopp was like. Um, you know, Burnley and what they do are nearly perfect. Um, I, thought, I, I mean, I, I know what he's saying. I, w- I mean, when I think of Ashley Barnes, perfect <laughs> is not the, the term that I first think of. And I'm sure um, all our um, Liverpool listeners of the pod would have loved when Ashley Barnes scored and then decided to shush the Liverpool fans <laughs> to only that was offside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or whatever it was. Um, okay, no, Burnley are... The reason Burnley aren't down is because, like, you get centre mids like Josh Brownhill playing left wing, who then come in and half everybody mm. and you know kill the game, and so like it it just won't lead them to go down. But they, I mean, the investment of the playing staff of that football club at Premier League level over the past five years. It's pretty unsubstantial to say the least. Yeah, it's it's not great. I think they were they were chatting before the game about Burnley's recruitment, and it's like seventy five percent of Burnley's recruitment in the last few years have been British and Irish players. Yes. It's like, well, of course that's going to cost you more if you're doing it that way. <laughs> and then also Bur- Burnley's Burnley, I think, have an average age of like thirty going in the oh, game. Um, oh, absolutely. Which, yeah. which I think is even more impressive whenever you look at the fact Dwight McNeil's in the team and he's about twenty one. <laughs> so it's like there's a few grey hairs in this team. <gasps> that, Bardsley. Bardsley, yeah, yeah. Bardsley's yeah. just grey. Yeah, at this point. So it's like yeah. it is. It's crazy. And Dyche even said himself in like an interview before. He was like, "I understand we're getting all their players, but he's like, uh, if you're looking at the price of a Tarkovsky at the uh, twenty three compared to later on in his career, that's why we buy them so late on." It's like Sean, you need to start bringing a couple of younger players in from abroad, maybe to try and like just adds add a bit of spice to this team. I know because last time they did that was probably the Icelandic guy, Goodmanson. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, well, I think they're trying to get a guy from Leon, which I, I thought was like going from not to a hundred. Let's go from from Josh Brownhill to a Champions League player. Yeah, I um, I would love yeah. to be there day one whenever Dyke has to shake this boy's hand and show him bite <laughs> because that's just gonna be the most awkward thing in the world. I think <laughs> you mentioned earlier, Klopp said Burnley are nearly perfect in everything they do. I was actually pretty impressed with Burnley overall. I think. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm convinced Dwight McNeil just needs a move. I think this guy's an absolute star. He, he's a great player. So yeah. like just pure wand of a left foot. So yeah. it is. But uh, Burnley actually created a couple of moments of doubt in the Liverpool backline. It's just a real shame that whenever you look at Burnley's two strikers, one's Chris Wood, who yes does a job, but is so immobile at times mm. that you just can't really. You can't play an expansive game with him because he can just stand there and if the ball isn't within two feet of him, he's not going to get to it. And Ashley yeah. Barnes, I'm never going to compliment the guy on this podcast because he thinks he's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I also learned that he's younger than Jay Rodriguez, which I find quite hard to believe. Yeah, whenever you look at the two of them, you're like, you've had a, yeah. you've had tough enough innings. So, yeah. um, I do have to say in that game, um, Harvey Elliott for Liverpool looks like pretty incredible like i i thought the kid had a good game there was a few moments where there's a ball in the sala i thought maybe should have been played a couple of yards further forward but overall like pretty pretty solid i think the one thing where 
I thought it was hilarious watching watching him play was uh, Josh Brownhill absolutely snapping into him. And it, <laughs> it was a great tackle. So it was just strange, strange midfield from Liverpool this week, and obviously other circumstances yeah. came into it. Thing Oxley Chamberlain's uh, wife had a kid. Uh, oh, right. you had family issues out there. Uh, so midfield three for Liverpool was Henderson, Navi Keita, and Harvey Elliott. Which, oh, of course, yeah. Which could have gone one of two ways, really, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Like, yeah. the, like if they play that midfield against Chelsea next weekend, I'd be pretty happy. Well, yeah, and even 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 young Simi Gas got an assist. Simi Gas uh, did, uh, yeah. still not sold on him, but good cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good cross. So um, it is, and a yeah. gr- great moment uh, from Burnley. I think this is an all-time football moment. Uh, satisfying as well. The team lined up number one through eleven. Oh, it, that must be one of the first times in a long time. It's one of the happened. first since like the nineties. Really? So it is, yeah. It's it's taken that long, but <laughs> if anyone were going to do it, Sean Dyche was going to do it. Of course. Says. Absolutely. And I think, to be honest, the way Burnley look at times, and I think I, I can imagine that's a pretty stressful club to manage. If I were Sean, I would retire on that because it was so <laughs> satisfying to look at. And uh, he, yeah, absolutely. And each player, like each position, did correspond properly yes. the, to the number as well. Yeah, which just completely adds to it. Just top-notch jobs, Sean Dyche. Just uh, <laughs> that, that is that is well deserved to mention. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool—they'll never do that. Like they, they can no. go out there and win all the trophies they want, but there's not a chance they'll go one through eleven. No, I'd never. Absolutely never. No. So there's these nonsense numbers like twenty-eight and sixty-six. Not sixty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sixty. <laughs> but you're yeah. right it's 67 that's that's, like, that's almost 10 times worse oh, it's a tough number it should, it should be limited at like 50 or something but but that's not for me like if that were my decision i'd be a professional footballer and i'd pick a proper number but unfortunately i don't have that ability well indeed yeah <laughs> but yeah L- liverpool look great here once liverpool just look like liverpool you let trent mo jota Mane do their thing and they'll rip you apart Oh, I know. Oh, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just, I, I find it a bit boring. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Like, my enjoyment of Liverpool has been diminished, I think, by Jurgen Klopp getting laser eye surgery. Oh, I, I'm so off put by him. Yeah, I, I, I can't deal with it. Yeah. So it's, it completely rattled me the first time I saw it. I was like, is he just, yeah. is he just putting contacts or something? He needs to bring them back, even just like those blue light lenses or something. Yes. We just we just need those frames around his eyes. Absolutely. So it is. So uh, Jurgen, I know you don't listen, but wise up. <laughs> listen, listen. Who knows? You know, you could say. <laughs> so on to uh, the big Super Sunday game that was built up to all week between uh, two of the six. Chris, I know you love that. This oh what? Well, <laughs> if, Ars- if Arsenal is still part of the six. Well, oh, well, oh, sorry. Yes, they're part of the six. They're part of the, uh, the, the part European of the six. six. <laughs> yes, um, they're certainly not part of any other six. No, especially um, based on this performance. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal welcomed Chelsea to uh, the Emirates yesterday and, and lost two uh, 0 Pretty, pretty dominant performance, not to say from Big Rom on his return. <laughs> look, look I, I almost think Chelsea have won the league already. 
I, I don't think things are as bad for Arsenal maybe as people, you know, have kind of, well, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it is. Like, they've got, they're putting a lot of responsibility in the younger players and things. Yeah. And they've got, they had the centre-back partnership of Rob Holding and Pablo Marie, I think it is actually, which we're all pronouncing wrong. Look, I don't think, I don't think Arteta, is, is this controversial? I don't think Arteta is necessarily the one that's the problem here. I just, you know, something such as Antonio Rudiger doing a 40-yard pass through the middle of the, the pitch, you know, and, you know, go straight to Rome. You know, what, can, what can Mikel Arteta do like that? <laughs> you know, like, and like Romelu Lukaku versus Pablo Mari. I mean, have you ever seen such a mismatch in Premier League history? Oh, I, I was such a fan of it. Like, I've not seen something like this for so long as a Chelsea fan. Like, I've, I've brought it up before. I've watched strikers come and go at Chelsea. And some have had a better time than of others. I've not seen a Chelsea striker put in this kind of performance since Diego. I, I was going to say it with Drogba Diego. Yeah. So just, just the way he pinned these guys didn't... Like, Boys couldn't get a sniff of that ball. The only way to do it, I think Mari at one stage, just on the halfway line, just completely tried to half Lukaku. Because yes. there's no other way he was going to get the football. And then obviously got himself booked. And then from then on, could do nothing about him. Yeah. I think I, 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 I also think Mari should absolutely be fined um, several weeks' wages for the way that he held on to Lukaku, then went down yep. and yep. feigned an injury. And then Lukaku scored. Yeah, that, was, that, that is literally not doing your job. Yeah, that's 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 a low as a centre back, especially yeah. in the Premier League. I can't. I think it was troops. I was watching troops last night. <laughs> I wanted to enjoy. How, how are they getting on there? Well, I, yeah, I, I wanted to see how. I, I wanted to like further my enjoyment of this game. So I was like, right, <laughs> AFTV, get on troops. Uh, troops in this moment said Lukaku took Mary's manhood, which I. <laughs> Which is a real low for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, but See Pablo Mari, right? I don't know if you realise, really. He was contracted to Man City until 2019. Wow. Didn't know that. Like, what, like the, guy, the guy's had the most bizarre career ever. And um, so, I, yeah, I, like, there's a lot of issues. <laughs> I actually think, see, to be fair, the Arsenal, it was, it was comfortable enough at times for Chelsea. Arsenal did have a... 15, 20 minute period in the second half. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Where they could have scored, possibly could have had a penalty. Uh, oh, why? Wow. Yeah. I thought it was a tough day overall. Tierney, Tierney had a rough afternoon because both centre backs were so drawn to Lukaku at times. Tierney then had to come in to cover, and Reese James, this game, was just left yeah. to do what he wanted. Yeah, he really was. Which is just unacceptable for a football team at this level to go, okay, there, you, there, there's space out there. Like, someone needs to cover if that's Saka or if that's Shaka. One of those needs to come and yes. do a better job. But I, I do have to call out as well, Bailey, and I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. You see this, I, I'm so confused about what's happened to Chelsea over the past 12 months. We are now talking about Jorginho in Ballon d'Or terms. Yeah, yeah now, it's my fantasy football team name. No, I no. It, well, it is indeed. Now, Bailey. Yeah. If we said that this time last year, <laughs> or the, this time like January the fourth, like what? I, I, you know, Jorginho is not the main reason why he, Italy and Chelsea did so well. He's not the main reason. No, ab- absolutely not. 
he's one of the best penalty takers I've ever seen play the game. Yeah. Um, quite a good combative CDM type figure. I mean, Ballon d'Or. Yeah, it's one of the. It's it's a Ballon d'Or. It's a Lionel Messi. Uh, because the Ballon d'Or has now set up like a different precedent because of the other year where uh, Luka Modric won it. But uh, that, but that was, but he was the best. But I, I thought that was fair. Yeah, like Jorginho is a bit different. No, because I think if we're talking about best player every year, it would always go to Ronaldo or Messi. I, I think because well, Modric did. won it that year because, and he only won it because of the trophies he won. It now has to just go to whoever's, whoever's won whatever UEFA competitions are out there. The three the three nominees for UEFA player men's player of the year this year are Golo Kante, Jorginho, and Kevin De Bruyne. Well, there's no Messi or Ronaldo. No, and that, the reason is because those three have either Chelsea obviously won a Champions League, Jorginho won a Euros, and De Bruyne was the best player in the Premier League last season. So he was, and also got his team to the Champions League final. So that's just what the precedent UEFA and FIFA are now setting. I. As much I do love it, I am all about just jumping on this Jorginho <laughs> propaganda thing. Jorginho, I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I just baffles me. I'm so confused. Well, it baffles me as well because I think I was able to find out who was on this committee. I would show them Chelsea away to Aston Villa last game of last season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like that was in May. Yeah, yeah, that that was <laughs> that was one week before this guy won a Champions League. That was one of the worst performances I've seen out of a player. Yeah. So it was, I, and yeah. the guy, there's times even this season, I saw it in the Super Cup, I saw it on Saturday, where Chelsea do after a certain period, and it is, it's fine when he's playing beside Kante, and Kante should go on and win those awards. Sure. He, he is an absolute star. But there's times whenever Jorginho plays alongside Kovacic and Chelsea do just lose lose the ability to control games of football. And as I say, for 10, 15 minutes, Arsenal could have got back into this game. Uh, yeah, no, like, I, I don't think Arsenal were actually terrible in that sense. Um, but, I th- like, th- this could become a problem, you know, if we're, if we're still sitting here in the end of September, October. Yeah. Uh, you know, an Arsenal of, like, you know, Drawn a few games here and there, like I mean, what what are we talking? Is there real, like realistic ambition? You know, they're they're a mid table team. I think what like a real bad moment for for Arsenal right now is they play Man City next week. <laughs> I didn't realize that. It's it's not what you need at this point of the season to be no. losing Chelsea at home and then Man City straight after two of the top mm. teams in the league. It's it's horrendous. Hmm. Yeah, I think they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, just just maybe. And uh, just before I finish on Chelsea Arsenal, I, w- I want to put out a like a missing person request. Uh, anyone what? know where Ben Chilwell is? Because <laughs> I I've um, not seen the fella since the Champions League final, and I'm nearly certain Gareth Southgate took him to a Euros. I mean, I believe Thomas Tuchel does have him in a squad. I've just not seen the guy's face on a football pitch. The last time I saw him on a football pitch was when him and Mason Mount were hugging Billy Gilmore and then got COVID. Um, that was oh, the last yes. time I've seen him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that probably, yeah, that does line up. Again, another game where uh, Gareth Southgate decided not to play a European champion, but <laughs> if he doesn't want to win major trophies up to Southgate. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I. that's a great point. Um, we'll have to keep an eye out um, on you know social media to see if there's anything that we weren't aware of before. 
Um, just you know, just a quick hashtag of where's mm. Chile? Like, just I just want to make sure he's okay. Like, I, I don't I don't want to see Marcus Alonso in the starting eleven every week. I just Ben, I hope you're well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so anyway, on the next game, another team who could maybe be in trouble, Chris. Uh, Villa versus Newcastle. Newcastle are always in trouble, aren't they? Yeah, uh, bizarre football club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, it, I mean, it's it's the same thing, you know. It's the same thing, kind of every year with Newcastle. You know, the kind of like Saint Maximan shows up when he wants to, yeah. type thing. Um, you know, Cal Wilson is is you know Wilkes coming back in now, and I think Shaw is okay as well. But you know, it, it's the way that he plays Murphy and Ritchie, who are like proper wingers, is like wing backs. And yeah, then, and also like, the fact that Ritchie doesn't like him. <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, I, I, I don't know about Newcastle. Like you can never, and they always seem to just stay up. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just, yeah. I'm kind of with you on Newcastle. I think Newcastle. I think you look through the squad, and there's good players there. They're really yeah. like Callum Wilson's as well, good as forward. any striker in the Prem. Yeah, St. Maximum, as you say, on his day, handful. Villa overall kept St. Maximum very quiet. Callum Wilson not as quiet. Uh, Callum Wilson was involved in a couple of incidents here and there. Unlucky with an offside, and then gets taken out by Emmy Martinez. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he does, which is now just one of those awkward and it, it, such close call. But it's one of those awkward things now with the, the Lionos keeping the flag down so much. Yeah. Incidents like that will happen. Good to see that Emmy Martinez, his booking still counted. That didn't get rescinded. Yes, I backed that. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did just completely take the guy down here. Yeah, and like the thing about like I don't know whether Steve Bruce understands or not. I knew it was a bit brutal that the Villa fans were chanting about Steve Bruce as well, but you know, former manager. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't think he understands that when you go into the press conference after the game and talk about those refereeing decisions, yeah, rather than your players, like, and he does it every single time. You know, you'll never ever criticize the players ever. Yeah, know? because yeah, yeah, Bruce is in a tough position. He. he he did try and criticize his players last season, and then the issue yeah. was all his players wanted him out, but and wanted to literally fight him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because the higher ups at the club don't want to be there anymore, they're not making a decision like they're no, they're like someone on a Friday before they go on annual leave the next week. They're like fade up, just being like, ugh, be all right. That's that's a problem for someone else. So yeah. out of office, please contact my line manager. <laughs> you yeah, know, absolutely. It's that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I get it with Bruce as well. It's like it every time you hear him on match day, it's just like, oh, such and such a decision didn't go for us. Yeah. Like Bruce, at times you just need your team to be better, mate. I, I know, and I have to say, um, I, so it's, I noticed a match of the day this week. Danny Murphy after the game proceeded to uh, criticise and lambast Aston Villa for hiring a set piece coach. Um, after they scored a set piece goal, yeah, this is this reminds me. Of, remember, whenever we all criticised Liverpool, Liverpool for bringing in a throwing coach, a, a throwing coach, we're all like, "Ha, huh, what a moron!" And you're like, "Oh, actually, they're very good at these now." Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, just a, just a quick shout out that that set piece coach Bailey was much of the brains behind um, Michael O'Neill's tenure at Northern Ireland. So just a oh, good uh, stuff. Yeah, Austin McPhee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly, clearly, Northern Ireland could have gone further, but unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I think 
a mixture of lack of talent and <laughs> well, yes, but they don't they don't have dings uh, doing things like this. Yeah, so, so the goal for uh, Danny Ings uh, dings. I've got a great stat here, Chris. Mm. An unbelievable stat, and you may listen to other stats based podcasts. We're not about it. But I saw this and I was like, yeah, this is this is the stat I can live for. Uh, so Ings's goal, which was assisted by Mings, is the first Premier League goal with the goal scorer sharing 80% of the assist maker's name since Moyes Keane assisted Michael Keane in September 2019. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, uh, that, that's, a, that's a great one. That's a phenomenal one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I live for that. So yeah, that's great. That's you can great. go out there and talk about your expected goals, your expected threats. I'm all yeah. about surnames matching. Absolutely, a, a great header by Mings initially as well. Yeah, fantastic. Like Danny Ings does what Danny Ings does. Yeah, absolutely. O- overhead, no stopping this, and it's it's strange for me to say Danny Ings has now scored two and two. Who who's Villa's number one? Because are they going to play a two? Or are they going to change it up here once Ollie Watkins comes back? Yeah, I'm not really sure how they're going to do that because I think they, I think they also have. I don't even remember this guy Wesley. Oh, he, Wesley. he costs stupid money from them. the books. And I remember I remember the, the, this weird amount of like like incredible amount of criticism for Wesley. <laughs> I didn't think it was really that justified. Um, I, I uh, think Wesley yeah. came in that period where, as we talk about other strikers and Joe Linton, he came in that sort of time where it was just like yes. everyone was just going wild, picking these like strikers no one had ever heard of, and then just abusing them for not being very good at football. I, I didn't think Wesley was terrible, but but he he's back after like eighteen months injured or something. So um, so yeah, I, I actually don't know what they're going to do. Um, I don't really think they need to play people like Ramsey. Like the young guy, you know, mm, kind of do yeah. a two, three, one, and then they can fit both of them in, like a someone plays off the right type thing. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do that with Walkins and Ings. Yeah, because yeah, both again, both both get goals, and I think Danny mm. Ings is used to playing in a two uh, with like Che Adams and stuff. Yeah, last season, but it'll just be an interesting change for Villa just to see how they how they get on and if they can do what they did last season. I, I think I think Ashley Young's a great signing as well. Um, you know, it brings a lot of lot of experience and uh, pretty remarkable that he won the league in Italy. I was going to say, but they're bringing out a league winner. I actually saw a video of Villa uh, pre-season welcoming uh, boys back. Uh, no one else has probably seen this. I don't know how i seen it. But it was like Dean Smith welcoming back Emmy Martinez, uh, who had won the, the Copa America. Oh, yes. Yep. And Douglas Louise, who won a gold medal. Oh, for Brazil and the yeah. Olympics? And even even like Dean Smith was kind of like, how on earth have we got a, <laughs> a Copa America winner, a gold medal winner, and also Tyrone Mings was there who got their Euro final. Oh, of course. I so I don't think v- any of the top the clubs have that. I'm trying, trying to go through, and I'm like, I don't think any of them lot have sort of what Villa have in terms of winners. It's just some some stock, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's one of those that they're also. Douglas Louise is at that level of player where you allow him to go to the Olympics. Yes. There's there's not a great deal of players. Like, I didn't want any Chelsea players going to the Olympics. I don't imagine Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola were wanting. Well, Salah was banned, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> so it's that kind of thing where Dean Got Smith... Got it for Egypt. Yeah. Where Dean Smith is buzzing to get a gold medal at Aston. <laughs> yeah. So it is uh, on the probably our final game here. Everton leads, Chris. I, I think 2-2 finished. I think this game showed sort of the best and worst of both of these teams, didn't it? 
yeah, and you know, I mean, Rafinha is again outrageously good. It's remarkable how nobody realizes how good he is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he will be playing for Brazil soon. The way he's going, but the, I think the game was kind of defined by um, the image that we had of when Calvert Lewin was taking the penalty. Mm. <laughs> um, and you had, you know, this is the first game back at Ellen Road in the Premier League for is it seven, six, seventeen years. Yep. 17, something yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and our lasting image of that great return is some guy um, who's like, I, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to use the term fat, but he, he he's got he, he's a bit overweight, you know, but but he uses that as a, his advantage. Uh, he's not Zac Efron. No, no, and so so he kind of wops up the, the shirt and then just you know gives gives a good belly rub to to put off Calvert Lewin, <laughs> um, you know proper like hands like you know into the you know into the streams yeah. of the of the skin. Type yeah, getting thing, in there, you know? no shame about it. Just I absolutely. am, I am like, what I am. Full beaming, absolutely <laughs> loving it. Um, and of course, Calvert Lewin uh, scored. So. Yeah, Calvert Lewin tucks it away and. I obviously have certain certain things and feelings about Leeds. Absolutely love them all. Or Calvert Lewin tucks it away, shishes Ellen Road, and then turns around. I am around all and... about. So I, I was going to actually mention this. I am all about players doing that when they score. Absolutely, Reece James did it as well. Absolutely, Reece. Yeah, I imagine you can do the same thing with Calvert Lewin. But if you take like a still image of whenever Reece James was celebrating his goal against Arsenal, each individual yeah. fan reaction is a work of art. <laughs> so it is, and. The same thing happened to Calvert Lewin, where once he started shushing people. If you look in the background of match that day, the gestures that are going on, the angry faces going at him, beautiful. It's great. This is I'm what football's all about. Yeah, all about it. So it is, but yeah, say just terrible, terrible defending from both teams in this game. For, for that penalty, Liam Cooper, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and the and he's like he's like so annoyed about it as well. Yeah. Yeah, you can get away with that in the championship, not at the Premier League, where <laughs> once VAR comes in, it's like, yeah, you can't get away with that. Yeah. And then Michael Keane for the other goal. Another one, it's like, what? What? You're a Premier League defender earning stupid money. England defender sometimes. Oh. And he's just, yeah, he just that, gives the yeah. ball away, just absolutely gifts leads their second. Like, no, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't great. It cracks me up at times being like, these boys have made it to this level. Yerry Mina's made it to this level purely based on physique. He's right. he's not talented. They signed him from Barcelona, from what I understand. Yeah, Barcelona signed him after uh, the World Cup, where I think everyone was like in a bit of a frenzy about always him. A he, scored, he scored always a couple a of headers. Yeah, always a mistake to base it on the World Cup performance. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, the World Cup's not the best shop window for, for no. players. Like, if anyone hits a slight bit of form, I think we've seen it with another player who missed this game, James Rodriguez, bought in that, that same World Cup window. Yeah, I mean, well, I, 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 I don't understand him. I, I don't understand what motivates him in football. Um, well, nothing. I'm not a fan. Nothing anymore. The guy was on Twitch midweek. And, and said he didn't know who Everton were going to play this weekend. Like I, 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 I just can't, I can't fathom or understand how you could be in that position. It, like the, the guys played for Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. It's it's mind boggling, and it shows you how like quickly we can turn as football fans on this guy because last season we were talking about how fantastic he was, especially early on. He was unbelievable. 
His, his numbers were good. His yeah. numbers were fantastic first half of the season and then gets a couple of injuries here and there. And then a summer comes around where he loses interest. The managers massively lost interest in him and the fans yeah. have just turned. We've turned as well. We're like, get him out. Yeah. Go find yourself some mid-table Spanish team to play for and waste their time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about uh, quickly Damari Gray, Chris. Yeah, I, I honestly wonder did Bayer Leverkusen like forget a one on the spreadsheet? Um, <laughs> you know, who who that club sanctioned? I mean, like, I, look, look, I, Damari Gray is is a good player, but I, I don't think he's amazing. You know, I thought that was quite an interesting move to go to Bayer Leverkusen. Mm. You know, playing the Champions League and stuff, but one point five million. Um, I, I don't really understand who's who's making that call at Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, I just think cracking bit of business by Everton. Whoever has just gone in to negotiations with Bayer Leverkusen and kind of, I imagine it was pretty joking. They were like, mm. I will give you one and a half million and Bayer, mm. Bayer Leverkusen have gone, sure. I think that Everton were probably taken aback because again, they're, 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 they're on the Zoom call like messaging in private saying, are they serious? They're actually going <laughs> to accept because no player goes for that little fee now. No. <laughs> no, not from Bayer Leverkusen to Everton. No, <laughs> exactly. It's like Bayer Leverkusen need to know. Everton have Premier League money. Are about to put stupid money in the new stadium. Yeah, they've got a bit of cash about, and Demary Gray didn't really cut it at Leicester at times. I think he's mm. a good player. I remember seeing him in a, I think it was the under idea. the under twenties World Cup, and I was like, this guy, this there's potential here. Yeah. So there is, he's still young, still plenty of time to go. I thought his goal was a bit soft mm. yeah I, I know what you mean and and the celebration left a lot to be desired yeah um, <laughs> that, that, that was unfortunate the, the, the Leeds pitch just didn't do what he wanted it to it's, do. A, it's a classic Leeds pitch moment you know take your pick <laughs> yeah it's it's like what what do you want do you want players slipping like they did last season or do you want them trying to knee slide and mm. just caving in absolutely yeah I, I was concerned for his um, his bones at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> yes, good to see him. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on the rest mm. of the season now because he's not playing against Elan Mele every weekend. But <laughs> um, I have to say as well, Billy, before we went into the mud, a, a very quick rogue shout, which um, I think I may be correcting by the end of the year. I think Wolves are going to go down. Interesting. Uh, I saw a bit of Wolves against Tottenham. Uh, Adama Traore is doing what Adama does. He this is now two weeks in a row. Adama's gone through one on one with a keeper and not finished. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know who the Wolves manager is. We're two weeks in. I don't know. I'm still. I still think in my head it's Nuno. Wait, wait, he, wait, so so think generic Portuguese man, right? Okay. Uh, g- generic Benfica sporting this Porto, and then he was the assistant to. Uh, do you remember Carlos Carvajal who managed Swansea? In oh, that dire I mean, period when Swansea had like Bob Bradley and all going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a um, good track record to have. Yeah. yeah, so he was a Sheffield Wednesday and Swansea with him, and a year at Benfica, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah, it's, if if it's enough for Uncle Jorge, like that's all that matters at that football club. I also didn't realize yeah. uh, Rui Patricio was out. Oh yes, <laughs> they've got a new Portuguese goalkeeper in. They've just found another guy who's a Sa. <laughs> he's he's yeah. just the same bloke. Yeah, and like not to be brutal, but I think the part of the reason I say this is because they're relying on Royal Jimenez, yeah. who yeah. 
come back is coming back from fracturing his skull. Yeah, I'm a bit uncomfortable watching Raul Jimenez. I'm such a Raul Jimenez fan. I think he's so he's a great. Talented. He's a great player. Yeah, so it is. But I'm. I, I guess the club's probably done everything they can do. He's done everything he can do. The yeah, medics have given the all clear, but it is just uncomfortable watching this guy with the football anywhere near his head at times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is, but I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he does go on the score. Plenty of goals. I, 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 like, I like Wolves. I think they're a great club and they're a great um, addition to the Premier League. I just think th- like the squad and the kind of coherence of everything at the minute is like this season. I, I just really think it's definitely the worst mm. since they've got promoted. Um, yeah, I would agree there. Uh, but I would also say I, I've seen worse teams than them. Well, well, indeed. Yeah. But but we'll definitely see because she said, well, it's just such a different period for Wills and Nuno's out and mm. ins and outs and you're trying to replace one Portuguese guy with another and <laughs> does lightning all stri- strike twice or not even twice in Wolves' case, you need it for the fourth or fifth time. Indeed, yeah. yeah. The way that club's run. Uh, but we'll move on the, in the mud because we've got a great topic this week. Uh, oh, yes. It's, it's week two, uh, so it's already time to talk about kits. And mm. more specifically, the, the Puma third kits are out this week. Uh, Man City, Fenerbahce, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, AC Milan, Valencia and Marseille have all been subjected. The, to those, the, this great beat here of European powerhouses. Yeah. I think it was Shakhtar, I've missed Shakhtar off the list as well. M- <laughs> Another massive one. <laughs> massive clubs. Uh, they've all been subjected to a new kit with like a traditional badge. And instead, just their name uh, written across it in the middle. Uh, I put this up on the pod's Instagram last week. I've never seen such a negative reaction <laughs> to anything we've ever put up. Everything was like a zero. <laughs> so I was like, I'd love to have shared that with like the city marketing team because a lot of it, the reaction I saw on Twitter as well is a lot of people. I think Sports Direct was trending whenever these came out. <laughs> So I, was, uh, I saw one guy, I was checking before we recorded, uh, one guy said Puma's new uh, kit uh, range is grotesque and comes across as lazy. Fan gear at best, and this is me being kind. Uh, yeah. It also, it had, we saw the first issue of uh, the kit during the week there, uh, without a traditional badge. Uh, pl- players are... Gonna struggle a couple of celebrations. Uh, a Fenerbahce yep. striker scored this week and tried to kiss a badge, looked down, picked up the shirt, and didn't really know what to do. <laughs> and there are badges all over it, but not a traditional badge. And it does. I don't get who who was able to sign this off and go, "Yes, that's that's what we want across Europe." There's honest like. It's difficult to know where to begin with how terrible this is. Like everything about it, it's just so cheap looking. It's it looks lazy and as though like some kid in a primary school has made it. It's... It, it it honestly does, and it's it like it like it looks like it looks like a t shirt you'd wear going to sleep. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly it. It does look like a like a sleep shirt. It's yeah, absolutely. And I'm I've sort of traced it back to Puma tops at the Euros. Uh, Italy right. and Switzerland did have similar tops to this. They did have sort of like a, oh, a big like right. it, Italia or a big uh, Switzerland across the middle and then a smaller badge just above. Now those ones, those were stinkers, but Italy got away with it because they won. I think you can get away with a top that bad if the team goes on to win it, but those are 
terrible football kits. Mm. So it is, and I thought it, we can start off the season. We're now two weeks in. Most kits are now out. I think it's a good time to just discuss kits. I yes. think I've kind of broken it down into three categories. I've gone for standouts, <laughs> shockers, yeah. and have they bothered? <laughs> right, okay. So, yeah. know, so uh, standouts for me, uh, Arsenal away and third kits. Uh, yes, yep. Sort of the yellow one, and it's sort of like a zigzag uh, one yeah, so for the like, third kit. Yeah. Yeah, confused yesterday though I, I think I saw Burnt Leno wear the away kit I don't know if Arsenal fans know <laughs> what the actual goalkeeper kit is if it was correct but I thought yeah. Burnt Leno is not wearing a home or goalkeeper kit he is wearing the away top here Yes. Uh, another one I thought uh, Leeds away top I'm a fan of right uh, mainly just because it's blue uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, that 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 is a good one. Yeah, so, yeah. it's it's just it's yeah. just a good look, and whenever we talk about others later on, and you can see why that stands out. Uh, I've got all Man United kits. Massive fan of what Adidas have done this season for Man United. The, the ha- I'm just not a fan of the sponsor and how it works on it. But yeah, yes, the, 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 the team viewer sponsor is kind of small and doesn't look tall enough. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So it is, but I think the home kit just looks very classy. The away, the away top, I believe it's the away top. Not if I get mixed up between the away and the third. It's the, blue. The away sort of the blue, um, white stripes. Mm. Massive fan of it. Looks very, very classy as well. And then the kit they wore yesterday against Southampton. Massive fan of that. Just the yeah. dark, dark blue again. Works really well yeah. for me. It's uh, better than the zebra from last year. Oh, pfft. I was actually a fan of that, to be fair. I thought they took a risk. They, they took a risk. I'm all about clubs taking risk. It's, sometimes it doesn't oh, pay know. off. Like, so oh, if, yeah. We'll get all to it in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> but another standout for me, Man City's away. Just their away top. We'll get on to it. We'll also talk about their third. Their away top alone. Uh, white, very plain. Very oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And last one, I think, is a standout. Newcastle away. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. They wore against Villa. Another sort of black and white one works very well. Uh, obviously, works very well whenever you see um, a guy like Callum Wilson wear it. It just looks unbelievable. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Uh, so uh, I've got my shockers here. I don't know. If, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. See if you've any more to add. I've gone for Watford. Uh, yes, I completely back this. And some some of them are rotten, and I'm not a big fan of like that bright yellow Watford have anyway with red and black. But just for their sponsor, I don't know who it is, like Kelme or something. Steak, steak.com. Oh no, but they're like they're like the shirt manufacturer, sorry. Oh, so, oh right. Well, I haven't even heard of them. Kelme? Yeah, yeah. Kelme? It, it's a paw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not about that at all. Uh, I've gone yeah. for all Brentford kits. Sorry. Oh, what, they're, what, they're, they're bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's nothing to do with like the actual designs or anything. It's the Hollywood Bet sponsor. I know, and it, it's very, it's very Sunderland. Yeah, it's it's very like bingo holly, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the yellow, but uh, the the sponsor is 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 a problem. Yeah, imagine like imagine like the kids tops look great. And I'm sorry, the old Brentford fans who are all listening in now. <laughs> so they are, yeah. but they just need to, they need to find another sponsor Hollywood Bets is not the place we're, we're no. Premier League now let's find something better yeah uh, I've gone for all Norwich kits 
all singers. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't all even get me started. Are terrible. Everything about all of these what? kits. Joma Joma logos, that lotus badge in the middle. Is, is, is that the like they were like an F one team or something? something yeah, like, yeah, Lotus at one stage were still. I, I'm amazed. I've been convinced Lotus have gone out of business about a hundred times, but so, somehow clinging on. So they are yeah. find their way on the North shirt. It's not the green and yellow just doesn't work for me. No. And then the, the, one of their away tops is like sort of. Uh, black and dark green and oh, it's all all stinking yeah i'm also going for my last shocker you may have more because i'm going man city home oh oh and i i i quite like the man city home one yeah. i'm just lost by man city I, I think it's just the way my brain works the the all sky blue kit that they're wearing the seasons put me right off uh, right okay yeah man city in my head should have white shorts Mm. And I want to see them come back. I also think there's like a strange pattern on the side of Man City's home kits, which mm. oh, yes. when I, whenever you look yeah. at them in store, probably looks grand. But I saw a few of players celebrate, and I think it just makes them all look like they've got a bit of a belly. Right. Riyad Mahrez, I think, is a very fit footballer, but I think this bit of design, I looked at him on Saturday, and I thought, this guy looks, looks a bit tubby. Like, needs, mm. needs to get a couple of laps in. Don't know if he, but that's those, those are my stinkers anyway. I, I just add two more to finish. Um, the, the first is that I think Leicester have kind of ruined it with their sponsor. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, King, it needs to be King Power. Yep. Um, and it's good to see that you've left out your own uh, Chelsea kit, which is an absolute disaster class. Oh, I'm not having that. I'm not having that one. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it. Um, I'm, I'm really not, and I think most people aren't, to be fair. Yeah, and it's probably it's probably my own bias, but I think whenever we go in the next category, is the reason I've left out of all. Like, I'm not saying it's a standout one. I'm not saying it's a right. shocker. I like that the right. club have done something different because there's plenty this season I've seen, and they they've not tried. I think I know where you're going, Liz. Uh, Aston Villa home and away, <laughs> same yeah. kits. I've yeah, seen I, I, I've seen yeah. these recently. Yeah, uh, Brighton, all their kits. Brighton is literally exactly the same. Yeah. They've not bothered. Uh, Burnley, all of theirs. They've not tried. <laughs> and uh, uh, any more? Oh yeah, plenty. Uh, Crystal Palace away. I've seen this kit like within the past two seasons. I've <laughs> worn this yellow with the the red. Oh yes. Stripe. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've worn that kit. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, cracks me up. The home kit they are—they've done a few different lines because the at-home kit they in previous years they've not bothered with that. No, uh, Leicester. I don't think Leicester have bothered. I've definitely seen no. news recently. Uh, Tottenham's home top. I, I just white. Yeah, just, just white. That they've not bothered with that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> what do you make of the Tottenham away kit, Chris? Uh disaster class. Because Re- yeah. I, I am. Wasn't about it. Every all. five minutes of that game, I switch my mind on if I liked it or not. I'm I'm so down the middle on it. I'm I'm not about it at all. Okay. It's yeah, it's tough. I, I say it's similar one to the Chelsea. I'm, I like that they've at least tried to go a bit mad and do something. Right. And then uh, finally, for me, um, have they even bothered Wolves home top? It's just the classic, the classic orange yellow, and it's a yeah. it's a different manufacturer as well. They've gone for that Castor. Uh, oh, oh yes, because the the manager had some 
top some jacket like that. Yeah. Yes. They've not tried. I've also seen uh, Wolves and Newcastle have gone to this brand, Castor. Mm. And uh, I think the first team to do it were uh, Rangers up in Scotland. And uh, fans complained about some of the pricing. I saw a clip today of a Newcastle fan going to buy a Castor hoodie. £160. <laughs> for what... Absolute classic Newcastle. It, yeah. it, it looked very similar to what those Puma third kits looked like, with sort of just a castor written across the front and then Newcastle yes. above or below. Absolute stinker. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, when you see West Ham's third one, I think it's, it's a pretty good one, but it might not come out that often. Well, we'll see. It could come out on Thursday nights, Chris. But, uh, well, indeed. Uh, but, I mean, yes, the home one... Uh, did they bother? Probably not. No, and that's the thing. Like, kit manufacturers just at least like just go daft every now and then. Mm. Aye. You you don't. I I'd rather, I'd rather I'd rather my club end up in the shockers than end up in the have they even bothered. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. So yes, that brings uh, to the end in the mud. Chris, any any final thoughts on the weekend? Um. Uh. Not really. I, I just think. Um. I just think it's going to be it's going to be the year of the rom, and uh, and everyone else is just going to have to lay down. Love to hear it, Jorginho for Ballon d'Or. That's all I'm here whenever you say oh. that as well. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say though, uh, just to be sure, to Mikel Antonio, who successfully got his Jamaica passport, and um, he will be playing for Jamaica in the next international break. So good luck to him. All right, oh, fair play to the fellow. Now, as a West Ham fan, I'd be quite concerned. That's a long flight. Listen, uh, look, he, well. Yeah, it's probably not good actually, but uh, but I'm happy for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's good for him. But is your club's only striker? I don't want that guy <laughs> on that flight. Just before we finish, uh, I've seen some high scores in the fantasy Premier League uh, going. Oh, uh, I'm goodness, not catching yeah. anyone, so uh, I'm going to. It's a tough league. That I'm going to say I'm relegated two weeks in. <laughs> and yes, yeah, thanks to everyone who's been on uh, the pods, Instagram, and messaging us all week. Uh, it's Cracking reaction the week one wasn't it, Chris? To be fair, it was. It was. Um, it was. I was taken aback slightly by how, how strong it was. Yeah. So we'll see. Yes. Uh, thanks everyone for getting involved over there, liking things, sharing things, and just letting us know. And big shout out to all the Brentford fans here are now getting involved. Absolutely. Good, good to have you on board. So yep. it is. Uh, we'll try our best to be nice about Brentford, but that mm. that kept. No. I have to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're trying to be balanced, so we will. Uh, but that's us for this week. Uh, back next week, a uh, couple of big games next week uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City. So, should be a good one. Excellent. Good stuff. Thanks very much, Chris, and see you next week. <laughs>